I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. On this episode, we'll be taking a look at the trickster character Anansi. He's one of the most famous figures in African and Caribbean folklore, and used as a storytelling device for children for many years, to the point where a common term for children's stories is Anansi stories. There are dozens and perhaps hundreds of stories involving Anansi, so I'll just be telling a few of the more famous ones, and I've weaved a few of them together for today's main story. So here it is, this week's five-minute folklore. Long ago, there lived a man named Kweku Anansi, who had been turned into a spider by his father for his dishonest ways and trickery. After some time, Anansi grew comfortable in his spider form, but grew bored He decided that he wanted to become a storyteller, but there were no stories in existence. His father, the sky god Nayami, owned them all, and he kept them in a golden box next to his throne. So, Anansi spun a web into the sky and paid his father a visit. Kweku Anansi, my son, you look quite different. To what do I owe the pleasure? Anansi told him of his wishes to obtain the stories kept in his box, and Naomi laughed at him. <laughs> so, you want my stories? Well, here is my price. If you can capture and bring to me Onini the python, Osebu the leopard, and the Omboru hornets, then you can have my stories. Anansi merely nodded and returned to Earth. He knew that he would have to use his famed trickery to catch these creatures. First, he went to the home of the large python, Onini. He stood outside and pretended to argue loudly so that Onini could hear him over the length of the python. The curious Onini emerged. What is all this arguing? Anansi told her that he thought she was as long as the large branch which lay on the floor nearby but that no one else would believe him. Onini agreed to measure herself against it, but Anansi said that she must be tied to it to get an accurate reading. Onini consented. Sure, okay then. And Anansi carried the stick away with the python tied to it. Let me go. 
and delivered it to Nayame. Next, Anansi went to track down the vicious leopard, Osebo. During the night, he dug a deep hole outside of Osebo's home. In the morning, Osebo left the home and fell into it. Help me! Help! Anansi approached the pit and called down to Osebo, offering help. He told the leopard that he would spin a web to pull him out, but he must wrap himself in it. Well, okay then. Osebo did so and was trapped in the sticky spider web. Anansi carried him away to his father, Naomi. Finally, Anansi found the hive of the Mboro hornets. They were said to have the most powerful stings in all of Africa. Anansi cut a small hole into a gourd and hollowed it out, then made a plug for the hole. He then collected some water on a banana leaf. He poured half of the water onto himself, and then the other half onto the hive. The hornets flew out, furious at someone ruining their home. Who did this? Was it you? The soaking wet Anansi exclaimed that the rainy season had come early and suggested hiding in the hollowed out gourd. Ah, rain! Quick! Everyone inside! One by one, they flew in. Anansi plugged the hole up and carried his hornet-filled gourd with him on his final visit to Nayame. Nayami could not believe his eyes. Anansi, I thought I'd given you an impossible task, but you have managed to outsmart all of these legendary beasts. Not only will I hand these stories over to you, but I will make you the god of all stories. As the god of all stories, you should share these and pass their wisdom on. Learning that there was wisdom in the stories, Anansi became greedy and wanted to keep them all to himself. He transferred the stories into a nondescript pot and then spent some time searching for the perfect hiding place for them. He eventually came across a tall, thorny tree. No one will look for it up there, he thought to himself. And so, holding the pot, he began to climb the tree. By this time, Anansi had a young son of his own named Ntukuma. Anansi did not realise, but Ntukuma had been following him and was now watching his father struggle to climb this large tree whilst holding on to the pot. Anansi was slipping and making almost no progress when his son called up to him. He suggested to his father that he tie the pot onto himself using the vines from the tree, allowing him to climb more easily. He did so and quickly climbed to the top of the tree. But as he was hiding the pot, he had a realisation. The pot could not have contained all wisdom if his son still had to offer advice for his climb. He took the pot in his hands and threw it to the ground. It smashed open. A storm came and the stories and wisdom were dispersed all over the world. The wind blew some into the sky and the rain washed some into the rivers. He had learned that wisdom was best when it was shared. I hope you enjoyed the story. There's a couple more shorter ones coming up. But first, as usual, we're going to take a more in-depth look at who and what Anansi is. Stories of Anansi originated 
with the Asante people of Ghana and spread through much of West Africa and across the Caribbean into the US and also up to the Netherlands. They were most popular in Jamaica. Many believe him to be the god or spirit of all knowledge of stories and he is used to deliver wisdom. Different Ghanaian tribes would have their own versions of the stories and names would change but the ideas were always the same. Anansi would use his wits to outsmart those bigger or stronger than him, similar to the story of David and Goliath. The stories were used to pass on morals, values and virtues. Anansi would often have the tables turned on him. If he got too greedy, envious or self-centred, he would usually make a mistake or do something foolish. These educational stories would teach the listener to not be so self-centred. You were to be wary of repeating Anansi's follies. Anansi falls into the trickster archetype, along with other famous folklore figures, such as the Norse Loki, Francis Reynard the Fox, or the Polynesian character of Maui. Tricksters are crafty and will often deceive or exploit others for their own benefit, but will commonly have the tables turned on them and end up being fooled themselves. They're usually portrayed as sympathetic characters despite their selfishness, due to their impressive quick wits and the story's humorous nature. So Anansi is equally as clever as he is thoughtless and is a very mischievous character. Descriptions of Anansi's looks vary, sometimes half spider, half man, or a man with spider features, such as having eight legs. Sometimes he can transform between man and human, but quite often, he's just a spider. Anansi is thought to have been born on a Wednesday, as his name Kweku Anansi suggests. Kweku, or Kwaku, is a Ghanaian name given to males born on a Wednesday from the Akan or Iwe ethnic groups. In the Akan language, Anansi simply means spider. Traditionally, Anansi is a male character, also known as Mr. Nancy, or simply Nancy, among other names. But many modern interpretations, mainly in the US, also portray him as a female, going by the name of Aunt Nancy, or Miss Nancy. The many variations in the names and spellings comes from the fact that these stories were always told through word of mouth and they travelled through many cultures. His father, Naomi, is the god of the sky and also goes by a few other names, such as Aboadi, meaning creator, Odomankoma, meaning infinite or inventor, or Anansi Kokuroko, meaning the great spider or the great designer. Anansi's mother, Aseseya, is the god of the earth and of fertility. Anansi's wife will sometimes make appearances in the stories also. Her name is usually Aso, or sometimes Cookie, though she can be merely referred to as Mrs. Anansi. They have many children, the most well-known being the one mentioned in the story earlier, Ntakuma, or sometimes just Takuma. And as usual, I want to just apologise for any flaws in my pronunciation on this episode. Uh, So, many old stories have Anansi talk with some kind of speech impediment, such as a lisp, or an inability to pronounce his R's. This was to show a fast-talking, tongue-tied type of character, and it also made it instantly recognisable to the audience when he was speaking. Osebo the leopard, who he had to capture in the main story, appears in other stories as an adversary to Anansi, 
and he is otherwise known as or is interchangeable with Br'er Tiger. Due to the nature of Anansi stories passing through so many cultures, all by word of mouth, similar to the names changing, there are lots of variations in the different tellings of the stories. For example, the end section of my story from the beginning, where Anansi's climbing the tree to hide the stories. In some interpretations, he's not hiding the plot out of greed. It's because he believes that humans cannot be trusted with the knowledge within. And instead of a pot, sometimes it's told to be a calabash or a bottle gourd. Also, he doesn't always intentionally destroy the pot. In another commonly told version, when his son calls up to him to tell him to tie the pot around him, he tries to do so, but in his irritation with himself for failing to think of that, he drops the pot. He races down from the tree and chases his son all the way home in rage, but by the time they get back, he comes to the same realisation, that the wisdom should have been shared. Sometimes, Naomi doesn't feature into the story of how Anansi gained the wisdom at all, and it is a tiger who owns it all. The three beasts Naomi requests from him also change. The leopard is sometimes a jaguar, and one of them is sometimes replaced by Moitia, the fairy, or sometimes he has to catch all three of the beasts and the fairy. So I'm going to tell the story of how Anansi catches Moitia, the fairy, now. Anansi had to catch the fairy, Moitia, for his father, Nayame. He thought on how he could trick her and came up with a plan. He found a gum tree and broke off some wood from it. He carved the wood into a baby, then tied some of his web around it and covered the baby in gum from the tree. There was a large, vibrant tree where he knew that fairies regularly gathered and danced. So he placed his gum baby beneath it and next to the baby, he placed a bowl of pounded yams. Anansi then hid in the bushes nearby, holding onto the other end of the web that was tied to the gum baby. He waited, and eventually, Moitia came to the tree to dance. She spotted the baby. Hello, little gum baby. May I have some of your yams? She asked. Anansi's plan was working. He knew that Moitia could not resist yams. He pulled on his web and made the baby look like it was nodding. Mutia picked up the bowl and ate all of the yams, and then placed the bowl back down. Thank you, she said. Anansi waited. The fairy became irritable, as she was famed to do, and asked why the baby did not respond. Why do you not respond to my thanks, gum baby? Anansi waited. She threatened to slap the gum baby if it did not respond. Respond to me, gum baby, or I shall have to give you a slap. Anansi waited. Watia struck the gum baby. Her hand was stuck to its cheek. She tried to hit it again with her other hand, and that stuck too. She pushed and struggled and became more stuck. Anansi emerged from the bushes and carried her off to Niyami. There are many similarities between Anansi and the character of Br'er Rabbit, who originated in Central and South Africa. 
but became very popular in the US. There are certain stories where the two characters become interchangeable. For example, the famous story of the Tar Baby was originally told equally as often with Anansi as it was with Br'er Rabbit. In literature, aside from the numerous children's story collections and retellings, he's also appeared in Neil Gaiman's American Gods as Mr. Nancy, and his sons were the protagonists of the spin-off book Anansi Boys. Many references to Anansi have appeared in the Spider-Man comics over the years, with him being told as being the first Spider-Man. Also, the rock band Skunk Anansi from the UK took their name from him. Anansi has appeared in many examples of children's animation, including a release from Rabbit Ears Entertainment in 1991, which has Denzel Washington retelling the tales. So I'm just going to play a short clip of that now. Them people in Jamaica still tell them stories. Them tell about Anansi the spider. Now Anansi, him teeny teeny, but him smart. How else him get all stories named for him? You see, Anansi own all stories. When your mother tell your story, or your grandfather tell your story, them borrow Anansi's story. All stories belong to Anansi. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Some saw Anansi as more than just a trickster, and considered him a god in his own right. Some tell him as a friend to the humans, that he created the world and acts as a link and mediator between humans and the gods. He can deliver messages between them. Not only the earth, but he also created the sun, stars and moon, and so day and night. He can bring rain and showed humans how to plough and sow grain. Using his webs, he also taught how to weave and build homes. These stories show him as a far more heroic and kind figure. Other beliefs are that he can change his appearance into whatever he chooses, and that he's immortal. 
It is told that once Death tried to kill Anansi using a venom, but Naomi found out about it and gave Anansi the antidote. Because he cheated Death, he gained eternal life. Anansi can be summoned by other storytellers to help them, or to just listen to their tale. Anansi stories were set in a time when humans, animals and deities would converse openly with each other. They were so popular in Africa that soon children's stories became commonly known as Anansi stories or spider stories. A popular story tells of how Anansi, the man, was turned into a spider in the first place. And I'm going to tell that now. Long ago, in Africa, there lived a king. He was so proud of his prized ram and believed it to be the finest specimen in the entire world. One day, the ram was grazing and wandered onto the crops of a local man named Kweku Anansi. Anansi was furious to see the ram eating his crops and so threw a rock at it to scare it away. However, the rock hit the ram directly between the eyes and killed it. Anansi panicked. He knew he would be in big trouble. But he was a talented trickster and so sat under a tree a while to come up with a plan. While he sat, a nut fell onto his head from the tree and that gave him an idea. First, he dragged the dead ram over and tied it to the nut tree. He then found a spider and told it all about this nearby tree, abundant with the best nuts he had seen. Finally, he visited the king and declared that the spider had killed his ram and that he need only visit the tree himself to see the proof. The king was furious. Death! He cried. Death to the spider who has killed my prized ram! He then shook Anansi's hand. Thank you, Anansi. You shall be rewarded. Anansi left and headed back to the tree. He warned the spider that the king thought he had killed his ram and put a death penalty upon him. The spider was bewildered. Anansi told him that he should visit the king and beg forgiveness if he wished to be spared. When the king told his wife what had happened, she laughed at him. Isn't it obvious that Anansi is the killer? He is famous for his trickery. Besides, how could a tiny spider have the strength to kill your prize ram? The realisation hit the king. Guards, bring me Anansi! Anansi happily went along with the king's guards, expecting that he was due his reward. He strolled into the palace confidently. The furious king charged toward Anansi and kicked him as hard as he could. To everyone's surprise, the hit turned Anansi into a spider. Some thought this to be an intervention from Anansi's father, the great sky god, Niami, for his son's dishonest ways. The stories travelled out of Africa with the slave trade and were told as a way to give hope. Anansi was a survivor, 
and he could get himself out of tough situations. He symbolised rebellion and resistance. Anansi can be summoned by treats, smokes or alcohol, but will get bored and leave quickly if you can't tell a good story. I'm going to start wrapping up now. You can get in contact via the email 5minutefolklore at gmail.com or visit the website at 5minutefolklore.com to find links to the various places you can find me online. There's a link to the newly launched 5 Minute Folklore Patreon, which you can also find at patreon.com slash 5 Minute Folklore. I am aware that I launched the 5 Minute Folklore Patreon on possibly the worst week as there was a lot of unhappiness with that platform. I won't go into that now. It is still available, but I've also launched an alternative for those of you who want to support. You can now go to donorbox.org slash 5 Minute Folklore or just follow the link to there from 5minutefolklore.com and on there you can support the show with one-off payments or set up a monthly option for as little as the equivalent of £1 a month. And the more of you that do that, the more time I'll be able to dedicate to continuing this series and making it as good as it can be. There's no rewards for doing so just yet, but if there are any sort of incentives that would encourage you to support the show, then please send a suggestion my way. If you want to help out for free, then please give a rating and review on iTunes, as that helps out a lot. Thanks to Rick Dove, Alice Bergfist, Adam Tissington, Charlie Taylor, Luke Martin and Rebecca Chapman for providing voices on this episode. Also, thank you to Merkaba Box for sending some new listeners this way. Hello to those of you who found me through that. Uh, Merkaba Box is a vegan-friendly subscription box featuring holistic products to enrich your mind, body and soul. So if that interests you, then head on over to MerkabaBox.com. That's M-E-R-K-A-B-A Box.com. Merkaba Box. This week, all of the music was traditional Ghanaian, including the traditional Iwe style of drum music that broke up the essay section of the episode. Thanks to all of you for listening. Join me again next week for some Christmas-themed folklore. For now, to close out the show, here's some Anansi music.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.